and welcome to Execute Chapter 66, a Star Wars fiction podcast where we discuss canon, legends, and beyond. This week, we will be discussing Poe Dameron Freefall by Alex Segura, and my name is Beth Van Dusen, and our co-hosts have many things to say about this. So, Chad Schonk and Ryan Schweck, over to you first, Chad. This is your reminder that this is a book club, not a review show. Although today it's going to be kind of a both. We may spoil this book. You won't care. We may spoil other things from Star Wars. You may care about that. So this has been your spoiler warning. I would also like to say that we try to keep the show PG-13. We let a swear word or two get in there every once in a while. Tonight we're not doing that because we're upset. Put the kids to bed, I guess, if you're offended <laughs> by such things. Uh, Ryan, did anything fucking happen in the news this week? <laughs> not a whole lot. <laughs> Um, we're kind of in the dead spot waiting for Mandalorian to start. Uh, we did get a lot of toy news. Uh, Hasbro had Hascon. They made some questionable choices. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen these holiday figures that they're coming out with. <laughs> I um, have. But, but there's something. Um, they're <laughs> re-decos of different troopers, clones, regular stormtrooper. Oh, yeah, and they're all that. painted red and green. Now, they do come with sweet little buddies. So you get like a Dio as a reindeer and Babu Frick in a nice little like snow onesie. But yeah, they're, uh, they did not get a very good re- reception from the collecting community. Now, one thing that did come out of Hascon, aside from just you know your normal Black Series releases, which were pretty good, um, the HasLab, which is kind of their crowd-funded, where they do bigger yeah. objects. They the sail barge, right? They did yeah, the sail barge. They did the sail barge. The new one is the Razor Crest, and it is amazing. It's like three hundred fifty oh, no. bucks. They uh, met their backer goal within twenty four hours. They've already passed the first stretch goal, so it's going to get the um, escape pod. The next backer goal, as of right now, they're at eighty eight hundred. If they hit ten thousand, they'll put uh, the child out with the pram in it. But yeah, if you haven't seen this toy, I highly recommend looking at it. It's uh, most notably has the first Star Wars toy with a bathroom. Like the bathroom is there. And apparently (laughs) we call call it a, we call it a refresher. The refresher. That's true. (laughs) And apparently part of the refresher is, which I didn't notice on the show. When you got to take a leak in the star Wars universe, you put this mask thing over your privates and pee into that. Um, That is how they, that is how Apollo astronauts and and NASA astronauts do it. They do put a hose on their junk and uh, pee into it. So I guess, I guess the, the razor crest but the razor crest seems to have gravity in it yeah the reason you do that in a paw in an apollo thing is because there's no gravity so if you tried to pee in a bowl it would just go all over the place all the larger ships have an artificial gravity mm-hmm. well that's something we don't talk about in star all wars right. yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah it's awesome it's 350 bucks i mean it comes with so much garbage like there's guns and the little armory closet from the Mandalorian like it's there it's full of guns you can take out that are all based on the show like they did really well with this thing so yeah check it out it's up for three three and three quarters it is three and three quarter does it have the little little carbonite guys that you can take in and out so not yet it's Uh. got the carbonite chamber and people are thinking that the next stretch goal after the child will probably be some more guys People thought that was going to be the first stretch goal, but it wasn't. Uh, but it's up until, let's see, mid-November-ish. That's when the uh, backing will close. So if you've never done a HasLab, basically they set a date. As long as they meet the goal, you've got until then to order this thing. But it won't come out until, I think it's released, like, holiday 2021. So it, there's a pretty long time between funding and making it but yeah it's a cool toy that's about it for news you know it's kind of waiting on mandalorian at this point oh but also speaking of toys i checked out the link you you put up about the ahsoka lightsaber Mm -hmm. not only do you not get two of them they don't turn white do they They not they turn three different colors they turn like yellow and blue and some other color but not white so you're gonna put out ahsoka lightsabers that change color but not one of those colors is white that's a fail. Yeah. Now that is an interesting. That's so why I sent you that picture. I mean, that is not Clone Wars Ahsoka. And no. it kind of looks like Rosario Dawson. It kind of does. That's, it's totally Rosario Dawson. Yeah. So art. it looks like Absolutely. they may have revealed the it, look. It's, it's <laughs> maybe, maybe badly photoshopped. Maybe uh, it, it could be a, an early concept mm-hmm. piece or something. 
but I've seen plenty of like a few fan made kind of uh, deep fakes, you know, put it putting her face uh, as Ahsoka. And it looks a lot like that. Oh, I do know another rumor that's running around right now that is possibly true in our rumor section. Uh, it looks like Pedro Pedro Pascal may mm-hmm. be out of Mandalorian, that yeah. he will no longer be playing Mando in the suit, which is going to be kind of interesting considering, you know, the reveal was one of the big things in the finale. So I don't not know for me. I don't know what they'll <laughs> yeah. do with that. I, I, I've seen his face before. I knew what he looked like. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. Said I. I complained originally. Like, why would they hire an actor with a name and a pretty face and never have him take his helmet off? Yeah, they can just go find some uggo and doesn't matter who he is. Well, eventually, though, it may not be the way, and he'll take that off. So before we get to this week's feature event, we thought we'd take a minute to talk about something that I, I know has bothered me about the last five years of, of Disney Star Wars. and uh, But I think it was Ryan's idea. Ryan, what was the central premise of this topic? The New Republic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. <laughs> I, I, I'm generally, you know, pretty positive about what Disney has done and the stories they have told. But one of those core ideas in it that the New Republic just doesn't have their crap together and that and never never gets it it, not at all like never ever yeah even from the beginning and you know you see it in this book you see it in bloodlines it it just never works and at least why does disney hate hope yeah for me (laughs) it cheapens not cheapens i guess in the word but I don't know. It affects the original trilogy. Like, what is the point of all this? At the end, all they do is set up pretty much an exact replica of the Republic and that failed the first time. But they don't even do that. Like, if you go back to the expanded universe, they did create a new Republic, you know, and, and they, they did. They replaced the Empire in the same way the Empire replaced the Republic. This new concept of what the new Republic is and, and that plays, of course, and also what the First Order is. I think the politics of this era are completely whack and they have no clue what they're doing with it. Like the, the, the like they don't understand. I don't think these are people who watch the prequels more than once. And so this idea of one government transitioning into another, that's what should happen next. Right. But uh-huh. instead, they're acting like. Oh, well, then the, we got to start a brand new government. No, you don't actually have to start a brand new government. You know, <laughs> like you're a, you're bringing the the original idea was the alliance to restore the republic was wow. the original name of the alliance. And it's depressing. <laughs> like you say, it takes away their victory, Ryan. It's depressing. Yeah, I it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't even know what it is to make. I don't even know what it is to argue about it. Yeah. You know? And I, you know, and they could have set it up. And I think you can still have the conflicts there. I think it's okay to have the questions about should we have a standing military, and you know that argument between Mothma and Leia about that's that's great. That's that's perfect. But they make them incompetent from the very beginning, and it's the same issues that pop up. They ignore the outer rim. They are not paying attention to planets outside the core and crime and is run rampant and all, you know, and you're like, it's like now everybody, you know, you, you like the rebels and the crime's going to go out of control. And that's exactly what's happening here. It's all over the place. Uh, the Republic like, does not care about law and order. They are. <laughs> they do not. They do not. It is just so pessimistic. And now this has always been a danger of the, uh, any sequel to return of the Jedi. Right. It's always mm-hmm. been a danger because any adventure or any danger they're in after Return of the Jedi and it, it does take a little bit away from that, you know, hallmark family shot at the end of Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. where they're all together. But this is exceptionally bleak, in a like in a way that the expanded universe never was. And I think they did it because they wanted the resistance. And it didn't, they didn't really care story wise how they got there, but they wanted to basically remake the rebellion versus the empire. And that's difficult to do when the rebellion slash resistance is the government. 
Well, they worked backwards from Force Awakens, right? They had an idea for Force right. Awakens and they worked backwards. Exactly. And that's what they wanted in Force Awakens. And so now everybody's kind of stuck with this idea that the Republic screwed up big time and needed this little small band of fighters. And for Leia to, I mean, I don't know, Leia quitting is a not made a big of a deal, I think, as it should be. Like, she's not, and you right. see it in Bloodline some, but like, that should be a whole, a bigger deal than it is. She dedicated her whole life to bringing back the Republic and, you know, yeah. Bale's mission and all this stuff. And it was all for nothing. It was the same garbage and she had to leave again. Well, and it makes Mon Mothma look terrible too, because she was around during this whole time she's been through all of this shit so for her not to have had any sort of a plan other than i'll be a chancellor and we'll just see how it goes and you know we won't have a military and it'll all be good we'll be fine but we don't even know we don't even know what happened like we've got so many we have a few books and a few little details but but there's 30 40 years in there that we just we don't know enough about but it seems so uh, lost, and it seems like they did just again. They're working the the worst scene, in my opinion. In in uh, and I I've grown to really like Force Awakens more than the other two sequel movies. Mm -hmm. But but the worst part in Force Awakens by far is when Star Killer blows up the Republic. One because yes, it's really dumb that you could see a laser blast from a planet. Yeah, that's destroying another system. You would all die too. I know JJ says it's called. You know, it's not. It's it's not science fiction, but uh, fuck off, JJ. That's really dumb. <laughs> and two, but two, the whole point is they, they go, Han looks up, he goes, they just blew up the Republic. And you're like, the Republic's four planets? <laughs> yeah. Host and Prime? Is it? Right. Like, Did we not you know, learn I, that lesson with the Death Star? <laughs> like, I've said I, I've said before that if they would have blown up Coruscant, maybe I would have cared. Well, have but, we even gotten any information as to how they ended up with Hosnian Prime? As, as the that's the place we're going to set up everything? Yes. They talk about that in... Which book is it? Is it Bloodlines they talk about it? Probably some, yeah. I think it, I don't I remember, remember it in Bloodlines. Uh, they kind of mention in Aftermath that they're having trouble being on Chandrilla. Uh -huh. So they go somewhere else, but I, I just don't see... I don't, ha I don't have any real reason to understand why... We've all set up shop on Hosnian Prime, and this is the place where everything is going to be. So if we lose that, we're screwed. Well, and again, it's it's that idea that they don't understand the concept of it being a new republic. A new republic would set its capital in the capital of the galaxy, and Coruscant, which was except for a, only twenty years. It was only only twenty years was it Imperial City. Uh -huh. For thousands of years, it was Coruscant, the center of the galaxy. So it shouldn't be like, oh, that's the Imperial stuff. It should be, no, we're taking it back. We're taking all of this back. We're taking the Republic back from this Emperor. Again, he's only had it for 20 years. It's like if the Germans just ditched Berlin. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that one's tainted. Yeah. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You're absolutely right. It's terrible. Yeah. And I the political situation in the prequels is, in my opinion, the worst thing about them or the sequels. Uh, the prequels are fine. The political situation in the sequels to me is the worst thing about them as a Star Wars nerd because it's so vague and makes no sense and shows absolutely no concept of what the Republic was and what the Empire was. You know, it's just they're to them. They're just good guys and bad guys and some kind of really depressing idea that like and again, maybe they're right. Maybe maybe democracy is doomed to fail. We're recording this, by the way, in October 2020. Maybe <laughs> democracy is doomed to fail. But still, it's pretty bleak for my heroic science, you know, space fantasy. It goes back to what we talked about, and I can't remember. It might have been on Dooku. The separatists might be right. Like, yeah. the Republic is too big to operate with a Senate like that. It gets bogged down in garbage, and then you see it again. And you see that in the other books with the New Republic, too. Because the minute they're back, you know, all these worlds start trying to carve out what their new stuff is going to be, and no one agrees. I mean, a lot of the stuff they talk about might as well be the Phantom Menace, like just total yeah. gridlock. Well, 
I mean, you heard it here first. Representative, de- representative democracy doesn't work. At, and not when you get too big. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I mean, a whole a whole galaxy of worlds, uh, and you want everyone to join the Senate and get their votes in. I'm, how's that really going to work with ten thousand planets? But it already was that way. That's the thing. There was already this big republic, and but it instead wasn't. of trying to repair that, they don't. But it wasn't working, but they didn't come up with anything else to replace it with. They just said, no. well, we're just going to do the same thing all over again. And they don't even have their space wizards this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very weird. So uh, the New Republic sucks. So uh, because of that, we read a book that takes place during the New Republic. I'm going to read my summary. You're going to bear with me. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Okay. Let me get some water. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> In The Rise of Skywalker, fans were given a juicy bit of backstory about everyone's favorite, then not-so-favorite, then kinda-favorite-again hotshot fighter pilot, Poe Dameron. He was once a spice runner. For 99.99% of people watching, that didn't mean a fucking thing. But for the rest of us, and Finn too, I guess, who was oddly put off by the whole thing, I mean, motherfucker, you were a stormtrooper, get over it. But for us... The true Star Wars nerds, anyone listening to me right now, we all had the same thought. Well, that's going to be a book. Poe Dameron Freefall by Alex Segura is that book. We meet young Han on the streets of Corellia, where the dashing and troublemaking kid, who has always wanted to be a pilot because of his father, steals a speeder and... Hold on. Okay, wait, hold on. I, knew I, I knew I was going to do that. Let me start over. I knew I was going to do that. All right. We meet young Poe Dameron growing up in the Yavin 4 suburbs where this son of Alliance Heroes, a dashing and troublemaking kid who has always wanted to be a pilot because of his mother, steals his dead mom's A-wing and crashes it, surviving, somehow. His father, Kess, who is only slightly less protective than Joel in The Last of Us, is of course angry, and he and Poe have a big fight, because how dare a parent get upset when their kid almost dies? Poe takes the first chance he finds to get off of Yavin 4, he signs up for the Imperial Navy after seeing a fortuitously, fortuitously timed recruitment holo while hiding behind some boxes in the Coronet Starport. Soon after, he finds himself hooked up with a group of scoundrels, including the legendary Tobias Beckett, the ruthless Cladoween smuggler Vigilich, the gallant gambler Lando Calrissian, and the actually pretty funny in the movie Droidsmith, Babu Frick. Poe teams up with these people and becomes a member of the Spice Runners of Kajimi, whose primary source of income has yet to be determined. Also with the gang is Zori Wynn, Dameron's love interest, who is torn between her affection for Poe and her loyalties to Dryden Voss and the criminal organization Crimson Dawn. While Poe says he wants to be a member of the Spice Runners of Kajimi, whatever they do, his heart isn't really in it. He's really a good kid who just got into a fight with his dad but he so wants to prove himself that he participates in several questionable activities, including hyperspace skipping, robbing a speeder train with a Wookiee, escaping from the Guavian death gang, I think at some point, hyperspace skipping, running spice, (laughs) finding the lost Ark of the covenant and hyperspace skipping. I'm kidding. Of course they don't actually run spice. In one of the bigger twists, we find out that Zori's always helmeted mother is actually Ursula Zeva, Zeva Bliss. Sorry, Zeva Bliss, the big boss lady of the Spice Runners of Kajimi, who have still not provided me evidence that they actually run Spice. Which means that Zori's last name is actually Bliss, which I knew because I read the, saw the movie, and read the book and uh, bought the six inch, the six inch action figure. Sorry, I already knew that. To shore up her power, Ziva invites all of her enemies to to Kajimi for a bad guy summit, which is something that happens in movies, but probably not in real life. Instead of talking, however, she wants to reenact the last 30 minutes of The Godfather by snuffing out all of her criminal rivals at once. And she springs a shoddy ambush that would make Daenerys Targaryen say, what's the phrase? Uh, Girl, please, I believe is the phrase. But Poe and his trusty droid BB-6B3-L3PO managed to subdue Zori, who was apparently okay with all the killing. Okay, I guess. And stop Ziva's attempted grab at power. And then a New Republic something agent, who we've been following the whole book, but I've only just mentioned now because we've seen this fucking character 400 times in the last five years, shows up to fight Ziva Thunderdome style and just gets herself immediately killed. Then Zori arrives and challenges her mother. She tells her she's wrong. And she tells Poe that he's right, because of course he is. He's Poe Dameron. He never makes 
bad judgment calls. Not ever. Name one time. She then extends a black gloved hand to Poe and asks him to help her defeat her mother. End this destructive conflict. Bring order to the galaxy and rule together as father and son. But that isn't really Poe's thing. He's a good kid, remember, because every shot he fires in the book is apparently set on stun. And for the record, I'm pretty sure he'd ever smuggled any spice. He walks away, leaving Zori very upset, a grudge she will carry until at least December of 2019. Poe sees a fortuitously timed holo of Leia Organa on the news and decides to go to her to... Uh, it's not clear. But he'll know when he gets there. He turns to Chewie and says, punch it and the end. <laughs> this, book answer, this book answers so many questions and raises a few more. But my first one is, why do I? Someone who has been following Star Wars his entire life, who has literally never lost a Star Wars trivia contest of any kind, who has forgotten more about Tatooine than you know about your own family, still have no clue what the motherfucking spice runners of Kajimi actually do because they damn sure don't move any motherfucking spice. <laughs> this book, I want to say this up front. Alex Segura is a much more accomplished writer than I am. I have no doubt saying he's much more successful. He works at, he, I believe he works for Archie Comics. He's written a lot of comics. He's written books. So I want to get that out of the way. I'm no way saying I'm better than him, but this book sucks. So guys, <laughs> do these guys, what do this Kajimi Spice Runners do? I'm they sorry, do. the Spice Runners of Kajimi. You have to say that, by the way, if you read the book every fucking time, <laughs> it's Spice Runners of Kajimi every single time. They do crime. <laughs> That's duh. Have you not, did you not read the book? They not, do crime, not drug crime, apparently. Not drug crime. <laughs> they, they do crime. No. They have a whole planet full of crime. There's no rules. Just if you've never read anything Star, if you never knew anything Star Wars in your life, you would have no idea what Spice was. No, reading this book, they never discuss what they actually do, what they actually sell. Like, there's literally a moment. And I'll pull out this one quote, and then we can talk. Where, he, where they, where, where? Uh, oh, it's a speech that Zori gives Poe. You don't get it, do you? There's a way of doing things here, and with the Spice Runners, a structure and hierarchy, we work together to get what we want. Some do tasks you think of as important. Others like us have to do the rest. It's how we prove ourselves, Poe. It's how we show Tommaso and Vigilich, the rest of the people in charge, that we deserve more responsibility. And you're dealing drugs. But responsibility to do what? Because we never see the drugs. Well, there's a weird like time jump at some point. He's been with them for a few months. And like they kind of mention, and we did some stuff. And I'm like, what? Is that where you dealt the drugs? Like I went, I went through it, Ryan. So, so yes. So to walk people through the story, watch the first half hour of uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, and then it once once he joins the spot, the spice dealers, and we kind of get over the stuff. There, there are several chapters where it jumps ahead a few months mm -hmm. because Segura very, uh, very slyly just goes, "It's been six months since I left Yavin," and. The first mission that they go on, which you're like, okay, now we're in the section of the book where he's off do he's off working with the spice runners, right? First mission is a rescue mission. That's it, just a rescue mission. Uh, the second one is to go find a, a Zabrak mercenary who had stolen something from the Pikes. That's not that's not running spice. Um, then there's one where they meet with a smuggler that has a supply of chak root and imperial weaponry, and I believe they're saying chak root is spice. So that's the one indication I found. And then. Their fourth mission was to steal a handful of star maps. Even in the third mission where they show up and get double crossed because they're supposed to get some spice and some weapons, there's still no spice there. So in, at no point is any spice actually run that we ever know of. Or that we see at least. I mean, they mentioned like, oh, we have a, a lockdown on the spice trade from here to Kessel. You do? How? <laughs> how? How do you? Is the spice is is the spice just a trickle into the galaxy? Is it that easy to lock it down? Uh, they're just not in the spice department. They're in more like <laughs> reach out and acquisitions <laughs> versus <laughs> the actual I, running part of the spice <laughs> operation. It's so like it's just so stupid. <laughs> I I didn't. I, uh, we should point out. I guess this is technically a YA novel. 
So maybe there's some reluctance there. That's what I think. But they did it on fucking Clone Wars. Well, and what I hate is, like, underneath this garbage, there is a decent bare-bones story there of a book that's not a YA novel. Like, you give me Poe Dameron and Zori running Actual Spice and her mom is the drug kingpin, there's a good book. Yeah. And it's not a badly written book. It's just the story and what they do with it makes no sense. And the spice running honestly wasn't even my biggest problem with this book. I'm just bothered because they are called the Spice Runners of Kajimi. <laughs> no, that's every fair. time. But which, by the way, how? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you, as an author, do that to yourself? We have to type that out every fucking time. Um, he had it on a macro on his computer every time. Spice Runners of Kajimi. But uh, I, it's not. And there is a book there. You're right. There is a story there. I had a little fun comparing it to Solo and a little bit of Rebels because it's totally there. It's totally feels like the first the first third of this book totally feels like solo. Uh-huh. Um, it's the it's the exact almost the exact same setup. Um, it also feels a lot like J.J. Uh, Abrams first Star Trek a little bit, too, with uh, the eight like, with the was it the sabotage sequence where he's on the motorcycle uh-huh. or whatever. Oh, felt yeah, like, yeah. Po- oh, wait, why? Why do the rebels let the arm the military people keep their fighter jets? Yeah, do you not have to hand in your weapons when you retire? Uh, like, there are Second it? Amendment rights in a galaxy far, right. far away. <laughs> but these are military hardware. This is military hardware. Maybe, maybe that's why the maybe that's why the New Republic fails, yeah, especially because so they're so strapped. Like they make a big deal about the Republic being strapped for resources, and they were like, "Hey, keep that, whatever." We can't have a standing military. We don't have stuff. Oh yeah, it's because you let everybody keep everything they ever flew. We watched them in Rebels scrape and crawl and fight just to get like three or four fighters to add to the arsenal. Right? And when I just got and, his, and the war, the war ends, and Charbet just goes, "I'm out," and just takes her a wing home. Wedge just got his X wing in the backyard. I know, I know, and and obviously Luke has his still, right? And like, what this is this is military property. Why are we doing? <laughs> you guys are terrible at this. And the other question I had is like. You know, you're the spice runners of Kajimi. Like, you're putting it in the name. Like, we are drug dealers. <laughs> We're drug dealers, and here we are. It's like if I was the cocaine dealer of Owens Road. <laughs> like, yeah. Is, yeah. are the police not coming to knock around? Is the New Republic like, man, we've got a serious spice from? Where could these people be? <laughs> the spice runners of Kajimi in this book, they are, they are treated as an ethnic group. Yeah. They are not. They are not. Spice running is... I'm sorry, Mr. Segura. Spice running is a profession. It is not a calling, and it is not uh, a religious sect. It's only a profession if you actually do it. Here's the big question I have. What did Poe think he would be smuggling when he thought it was okay that he was signing up to be a smuggler? When he said, yeah, I'll go with these smugglers, that's fine, as the most naive motherfucker on the planet, even though I was raised by, you know, badass rebels, I'm apparently still a naive kid. Okay, I'm going to go with you smugglers. Oh, Spice? Well, that's too much. That's too much. Maybe he thought he was running like... Some bootleg hollow vids or something. <laughs> what, 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 you think you what, you think you're moving like Yankee blue jeans and Bruce Springsteen records? Like what? What are you smuggling? That's not in Star Wars. It's spice. It's slaves and it's guns. That is what you smuggle in Star Wars. So what? What did what did he think? And then when he's like, it's spice. I'm like, it could have been slavers. It could have been worse. I guess. I I also like to point out there's a line early in the book quote. Criminals are a cowardly, superstitious lot. But you know that, Zori said, not meeting Poe's eyes. Motherfucker, you do not get to quote one of the greatest origin stories of all time in your shitty origin story. (laughs) If you're... That is a direct Batman line. Criminals are a cowardly, superstitious lot. Right here in this book. Stolen, flat out of Batman. I totally didn't even catch that. I was like, what are you doing that you, you don't get to reference a better origin story? In the middle of this one. Anyway, did you guys have any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I got more. I got um, more. Okay, so here, here is my biggest problem. Yep. Is that A, I didn't need to know any more about Zori than I already learned from reading the novelization of Rise of Skywalker. 
I thought that was too much Zori there. The biggest problem was that I don't feel like even if two years, three years of Poe's life was spent with her, I don't feel like there was a payoff for their relationship in Rise of Skywalker. Because you spent three years with somebody 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Who knows how long? Because we're not given very clear timelines. Probably 10 years. Like 10 years ago, yeah. probably. Uh, is he supposed to be only in his 20s in Rise of Skywalker? Because he mean, looks Oscar- older. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, But Oscar Isaac's just a very hairy man. So he looks a nah. lot older than he is. Okay. I understand. Even if it's 15 years ago. They both moved on and they haven't seen each other for 15 years. So I just assume there was a much richer, more involved backstory. So for for her to to do everything she does for him in Rise of Skywalker, I thought there would be a little bit more payoff in this book relationship wise. Not saying I know it's why they don't have to get it on, but a deeper relationship than just we were the same age when we both started running spice together or not running spice together. Yeah. I was saying, that, that's, that, that is libelous, Beth. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot accuse the spice runners of Kajimi of running spice. I will see you in court. When they started not running spice together, they, they were the same age. So they bonded and that causes her to give up her chance at freedom. 15 years later. It, it didn't make I don't know, man. It didn't make any sense to me. And the only part that I would have cared about seeing any more of would have been Babu Frick, and there's not enough Babu Frick in there for me to care even. Never enough Babu Frick. That is true. He was the character I would have liked to have known more about. I didn't need to know any more about Zori Bliss and having this whole name thing, like they refer to her as Zori Wynn every single time. Her whole <laughs> name. She can't just be Zori. Just Zori Wynn, Zori Wynn, Zori Wynn. I don't I don't care. I know she's Zori Bliss, and I don't care that she's Zori Bliss. <laughs> she's sitting on my shelf right now. Stop it. <laughs> I knew her name a year before the movie came out. That's the one Carrie Russell's. Like, it's such a. I hate that one. I hate when uh, that's that was one of my problems with the Mandalorian reveal, right? Was we're going to spend all this time waiting to reveal his face. And it's going to be that dude from Game of Thrones in world. Maybe it makes sense that Poe hears this name. But then again, the name Bliss doesn't mean anything to Poe. No. So it's not like that's hiding anything from him either. No, because he wouldn't have known who the hell she was regardless. <laughs> right. He doesn't know who any of these people are because he's a backwater kid on Yavin 4. Why Why did we decide? When did they decide Yavin 4 would be a good place to like hang out? I thought it was all tropical and or like, uh, you know, jungly and musty and stuff. It used to be dangerous in expanded universe times. It used to be a more dangerous place. Yeah, now it's just a rundown crap hole where we used to fight and they're like, well, I guess I'll stay here. <laughs> like, I guess we'll set up camp in his old military It's base. like those dudes that stayed in Vietnam and just didn't go home <laughs> and now they just wear like a Hawaiian shirt and drink quarter beers all day. <laughs> I, I think the, the scene that got me the most is this whole thing in the end. All, all of the end was ridiculous. I mean, first of all, the meeting of all the families or whatever you want to call them, the syndicates, how how stupid are you? Like, <laughs> this is the most like tired trope of like, she's going to get everybody together and make an alliance. No, she's not like, no, she's not. This is, <laughs> yeah. When you look around and you see that, Hey, the guy who double crossed Poe and Zori on that space station is here. Uh, I'm going to dip because this isn't going to end well. And my other thing I was confused about it is, you know, we get this whole sequence of Zori and Poe sneaking in and like, you know, ooh, we got to be quiet. Yeah, that's your mom's castle and you're her like lieutenant. <laughs> you should just be there. No one's going to question why you're walking <laughs> around. If we have learned anything over the last decade, it's that meetings like that end with one word, and that is Dracarys. Yeah. <laughs> you you call meetings like that to burn bitches. <laughs> or and and the fact that her whole plan was it wasn't to blow them up or make it look like an accident. It was literally just to round them up and shoot them. Yeah. There wasn't any cool. I didn't even. What was Zori doing anyway? What was her part of the plan? I they just don't rounded them know. up. They, they just rounded it up to shoot them. Poe's like, I gotta stop her. I'm like, from what? From what? <laughs> <laughs> but what was yeah what was her part she was sneaking in to do what <laughs> because literally because i was like oh she's gonna like you know set off a bomb 
or something, you know, that would no. kill these people. She's she's going to pull the trigger on whatever it is that kills these people, which, again, Zori doesn't really give you the, I mean, the the uh, the impression that she'd be OK with this kind of mass murder until that moment. But hey, whatever. And so. But but yes, what's she doing? Because the mom gets them all rounded up and it only the only reason it, it doesn't uh, uh, happen is because what's her name from the, the woman, you know, uh, the um, uh, a governor price wannabe shows up. I don't know. This, this movie had a whole this. Sorry, this book had a lot of like something dramatics happening. And now, oh, this character shows up to kind of interrupt it. And then this is happening. Oh, you know, like, oh, this big thing's happening. Oh, but now just as never mind the fact that we're traveling fucking light years and we're, we're traveling through hyperspace and who knows timing wise and time of day that when they're having this big thing about about to assassinate all these leaders, that's when the rebel, tr- the rebel or sorry, the new Republic, whatever agent we've been following happens to show up in that exact moment. <laughs> well, and that's incorrect me up because, you know, she's got her ship and she cuts a trench, I guess, and makes like a karate kid two arena where nobody can get close. Everybody gets out their drums. There's two issues with this. One, just go from behind the ship, dumbasses. Like it's you can only shoot forward. And two, you're the spice rummers of Kajimi. You don't have any guns. Like you don't have to get close. Just aim and shoot. They're they're not the gun runners of Kajimi. Like I, I literally want to know what do they do? <laughs> like, the, like it doesn't. They keep saying spice runners like that's supposed to mean something, and to us, it technically means something. But in this book, it doesn't mean anything. The word spice runner means nothing in this book. Even the one time they mention, oh, we're gonna pick up this chalk root or whatever, they don't even mention that that's a spice. I learned more about spice from the Clone Wars. Then I learned from this book. And the Clone Wars is a cartoon. So don't use that YA crap excuse with me because it's a cartoon and I've seen more spice in the damn cartoon than I saw here. Again, you can make a moral out of it. He goes off. He decides he's going to run spice. He runs spice. He feels bad about it because he sees maybe the effects that it has on people, maybe the damage or, or something like that would be interesting. But instead... He's just a good guy the whole time. Okay, two things that I wish the original trilogy never invented. One, we've talked about it. I hate fucking Force Ghosts. The Force Ghosts are stupid, and I think the sequel trilogy screwed them up even more. I actually think the prequel trilogy screwed them up. I think Force Ghosts suck. But setting to stun is happens, what, once in the original movies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes in, right? And since then, whenever an author wants to make sure our good guy is still a good guy, they're always like, set your weapons for stun. Like, this is war. <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand. Like, why and why aren't all guns always on stun? Like, why? Why don't they just sell guns that stun? It was just so when he's yelling, like, shoot, when he they're 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 trying to get away when he miraculously can fly the fault, the the um, uh, the whatever their ship is, their freighter. Uh, in the same way that Ray can fly the Falcon, but at least Ray's got the force. He's like, shoot to harm. There's good people in there. And they're like, I'm like, doesn't that give the spice runners, quote unquote, spice runners, like a clue (laughs) that he's like wanting them not to blow up new Republic ships. These are criminals and pirates and murderers. And he's going around going, don't kill anybody. Like he's fucking Terminator (laughs) two. <laughs> I feel like they wanted us to care about the rest of the crew too. And then when, oh, what's his name died? The old Tor, I don't know what his name is, Tormond or whatever. Tommaso. 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 It was treated as like this big deal and he betrayed us. And I was like, I, who cares? <laughs> and then the reveal, the reveal at the end with the, uh, the, rebellion i mean sorry new republic lady she's like yeah we fed you that information to to make you think that he had turned on you i was like okay <laughs> i don't care <laughs> so what because it was monica isn't that her name what is her name it's something <laughs> like so normal they have all these names it, 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 yeah. and she's yeah. like monica <laughs> what yeah. yeah like i just I, I don't it doesn't um I don't know, man. It's so stu- <laughs> it's it's hard to even explain how like every I I was okay with the first quarter of it because it was just a solo ripoff, but then it kept getting dumber, 
and and dumber and and yeah yes i keep saying it but i kept screaming where's the fucking spice like i have no idea what these people are doing they're talking about oh we're running operations out of here and we got to keep our troops moving i'm like you guys are you a paramilitary outfit but those operations beth are not running spice but at least it would have been something instead of we've jumped to six months later where we're gonna you know vaguely mention some shit we did but we're not going to tell you about it because it might have been interesting. I mean, I'm all on board for, you know, Oscar Isaac and the Noxzema girl dealing drugs. Like, I will pay money <laughs> to read about this. And I paid money and did not get that. Okay, we got to. Uh, sorry, I had to do that, guys. That's not the Noxzema girl. Is it not? Um, no, the Noxzema girl is Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, I thought um, she was always the Noxzema girl. No, that's Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, this huh. is uh, she's no. This just, is this she's is just this is Felicity. Felicity. Oh well, yeah, I always thought Felicity was the Noxima girl. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just Rebecca another Gayhart. girl with curly hair. I agree with you. There would have been if Poe had actually. Here's the problem: the whole revelation in Rise of Skywalker, as little as it is, is just like, oh, Poe used to be kind of a bad guy, right? And you're like, as soon as he says he's a spice pug, you know, with Poe's like, you were a spice smuggler, and I'm like, so was Han. What the fuck is what the fuck is people like? What all of a sudden you guys are getting sanctimonious about spice smuggling? And, and the whole point was like Poe has this dirty past. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Where where is it? He's not a criminal. He doesn't he joins criminals. He doesn't do anything wrong. Well, the new Republic investigator chasing him down. Your son's in so much trouble, Mr. Dameron. For for what? For stunning some guys? Is that like a crime now? We can't stun some guys? Quote, quote from the book, the Spice Runners were a secretive upstart organization that had managed to piece together an impressive, if still feisty and small, alliance of thieves, murderers, and scoundrels to capitalize on the chaos that had sprung from the collapse of the empire, which had left a lucrative spice trade coming out of Kessel in a state of complete disarray. At least it mentioned spice. I don't know why that last part, why it would be in disarray because of that. But again, there's no mention of... Alliance of thieves, murderers, soldiers, murderers, and scoundrels. No smugglers. The the super secretive part, the super secretive part, they fucking nailed that shit because it's so secretive that nobody knows what it is. Basically, from what I can tell, what, what they decided to do, instead of actually having Spice in it, because they felt, like Ryan said, because it was a YE book, is they decided that, like, well, we'll just make it rival Spice gangs trying to kill each other. No, there's no actual spice running. It's all about bad guy spice runners against other bad guy spice runners. Well, and even outside of YA, like, I wonder if they're worried about tainting Poe Dameron that much. Like, it's one thing to say it, but if you third show, I mean, I can see Disney being hesitant of putting one of their main characters into a drug dealer. Their main characters for what? They say they're not going back to those characters. People already fucking hated Poe after Last Jedi anyway. Like, this would have made him interesting. Yeah. And Han Solo sold Spice. Or ran it. Like, I can't. What did Poe think he was smuggling? <laughs> so we got on the ship. He's like, oh, thank God. Teddy bears. Thank God. That's what I thought. All right. As long as it wasn't, if it wasn't slaves or spice, teddy bears, I'm good with teddy bears. Like what? <laughs> Bootleg toys coming from Tatooine. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he literally just, he just walks into a bar, goes up to a bunch of people and they're like, oh, we need a pilot. Oh, I happen to be a pilot. And he just leaves with these scumbags. Well, and what I've learned from The Wire is if somebody comes up and says, I'm just going to help you, <laughs> you do not trust this person. <laughs> like, No. And I, I'll disagree with Beth. I actually thought the Zori um, post stuff was the most compelling stuff in the book. I found that stuff to be compelling because I thought it was actually like, yes, they skipped over time period. But I thought there were moments between them that I thought felt genuine. I'm not saying they weren't genuine. They were they were sweet and there was some cuteness there, but it, it still wasn't enough to justify here's these clearance codes so that you can escape and I'm just going to stay here and fucking die. I mean, I wasn't I was joking, but I'm not right. I mean, she pulls a full Vader on him, right? Mm -hmm. She says, help me beat my mom and will become the head of the Spice Runners of Kajimi. <laughs> I, I, that's it. I mean, I can see that's an interesting story if they had expanded on it more. This kind of tear between Zori like wanting to be with Poe and you know leaning and doing what's right versus doing whatever the spice runners of Kajimi do. And you know, 
she wants that sweet helmet. I get it. It's it's very nice, <laughs> but I mean, there is no indication until that very moment that she would ever go against her mother. The entire book, there's no indication. Yes, she resists her mother, but but at that point, she's ready to take over all that stuff. And her mom, she finally stands up to her mom and says, "This isn't right." And you're like, well, "Since when did you think that? You were ready to kill all these people ten minutes ago." Yeah, and you're not even going to discuss it with your mother before you go. You know what? I'm taking over. I'm going to kill you and take over. It's just I, I don't I don't know what this I don't know who this book is for. Um, I know it's YA, but like people don't. I mean, again, they keep making these YA books, thinking that like the Twilight kids are going to start buying Star Wars books. They are not. It's for people who don't like Star Wars books, apparently, because of the hundred. And something just barely over a hundred Amazon reviews it has, seventy percent of them, that is seventy out of a hundred people, gave it five stars. Well, I mean the world's stupid. <laughs> and another a further sixteen people gave it four stars, ten more people gave it three stars. Only three people gave it a two star review. There are no one star reviews for this book. I have a very, very low bar for my Star Wars entertainment. Me too. I just want some fucking star in my wars and I'm good. And in the Needless Things family, we try to talk about lift up, as Dave says, lift up, lift up things that we love and just ignore things that we don't. But I think we've proven that we love Star Wars <laughs> and that we love Star Wars books and that we'll read any Star Wars book when we're down this down on a book. Just believe us. It's not we're not trying to hate. <laughs> yeah. It's just not it's just not good. I wanted to like this book. I tried hard. Did you now have any of you read the uh, comic um, Star Wars Shattered Empire? Yes, I have not. Which actually I went back and reread it and it was better than I remembered. Uh Um, It was Greg Rucka. I forget who drew it, but it was Greg Rucka. It was a Journey to the Force Awakens comic. It was a four parter about Shara Bay and Kes Dameron um, that ended with them basically settling on Yavin, right? Uh So that means that force trees on Yavin. Did they even mention the force tree? No, they didn't mention it, but that is where it is. It's also one of the first mentions of uh, Project Cinder was in Shattered Empire. They actually see the beginning stages of Shattered Empire. The the creepy the reason I know what the creepy Empire uh, Emperor robot head wrote, you know, the robot with the Emperor's head on them. I think that was the first time we saw pictures of them. Yep. And it's just kind of it's it's just a story about the two of them. It, uh, there's some really cool parts in it, but again, it's more just about his parents. And then I, I dove back into Poe Dameron comic a little bit, just because there is another character that overlaps. That's what Lulo, Lulo yeah, yeah, who uh, does spoilers die in the Poe Dameron comic. But I didn't realize he was like his uncle, <laughs> basically some very involved family friend <laughs> in the middle of my notes about the comic book. I wrote, does the author know what fucking spice is? It was still on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I still didn't quite understand. Like Ryan said, you could make it. There's a much better version of this book. It doesn't have to, you know, there, there's a there's a 350 page written by a, a serious author, like, you know, non-YA aimed book about, yeah, Poe Dameron and Zori Bliss running Spice. Mm-hmm. That will still make you like Poe Dameron because, again, Han Solo ran Spice. Everybody, no, no one else has cared about that shit ever. And that's what smugglers do. And and again, it, but it's Star Wars is about redemption anyway. So even if he was a scumbag spice runner, now we saw the light. There's a more serious, still fun adventure, you know, on the fringes novel out there. Or at least a better ending that shows how he gets from I'm leaving the spice runners of Kajimi to I saw Leia talk. So I'm going to go to wherever that is. He sees a picture of her. Yeah, I think. The story there really is what I think they should have done is, yeah, he gets wrapped up with Zori, falls in love with her, sees how horrible spice running is. It would be an excellent time to catch up on Elon Slazbagio. What's he doing now? Is he running spice? I don't know. But he could have showed up (laughs) and then have him be like, things are messed up. I need to go help. That's the good book. Yes. Or or, it's just learning, you know, Mm -hmm. like he... You know, I, 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 I hate to say it. This book is, is fucking lazy. It's, it's just lazy. 
And I don't, I mean, here, there's a segment here where they were talking about, they were at the, oh, when they're at the bad guy meeting. There was Boshek, a human Karelian thief who was often a thorn in the spice runners of Kajimi. Again, you got to say the whole thing. It's like, uh, was a thorn in the spice runner of Kajimi's hide when it came to transporting goods. She knew little else about him and that was fine. Okay. All right. Thanks for dropping a Boshek in there for us, I guess. Well, like, the weird part about that. And this she, was, she, knew, she knew a little about him and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to bother coming up with anything. <laughs> That was, brings up another point of why I hate that scene. This is supposed to be like the meeting of the big gangs, you know, we're going to make this huge yeah. criminal empire. And really it's like two gangs. And then like, here's this dude who also flies a ship and sometimes causes problems. Like, wait, what? You're getting the one ship? <laughs> like, and it's fucking Boshek. It's the dude with the slick back hair from the cantina. Yeah. Like it's even like, so it's an Easter egg, but I just, but it's the first time I think he's made an appearance in Disney canon. And so the idea that she's like, I, he, she didn't know much about him and that was okay. And you're like, that's because the author doesn't know anything about him and doesn't want to bother creating something here. Nerds. Here's a Boshek reference. <laughs> like, you, you'll be fine with this nerds. Yeah, we said the word Boshek. You hate to second guess an artist, but it, it is. It feels like it was written in a rush and it feels like it was again. These are all corporate products and we're all very aware of that. It feels like such a corporate product. Yeah. Which I think would have made more sense if this book had come out right after Rise of Skywalker. Now, granted, there was a lot of blowback, but people were interested in that line. You put this this book out right after when people still are interested. I could see there being a more reason to have it. But at this point, who cares? Put it out and put it out before. Because the the very, very, very small percentage of people that are going to read it are actually going to appreciate knowing that about Poe going into the movie. And no one else is going to know. Yeah, and it'd be exciting when Zori shows up or when they say we're going to Kajimi or... I read Catalyst before Rogue One came out, right? I, I read Catalyst. I finished Catalyst the night before Rogue One came out. So I went right into Rogue One after reading its prequel novel. And I'm telling you, I like the movie better than everybody else that I knew because of it. I already cared. <laughs> I already cared about Krennic. I already cared about uh, the the entire Urso family. When I came into Rogue One, I was halfway through the story already. If they would just give me, if if I, they would have put something like this out ahead of time, yeah, I would find. I, I I hate that they yeah they drop it afterwards, and you're like, I know all this shit, or I don't care about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the whole if we had read the book, if we had no idea who Zori Bliss was, and at least in that book, when it turns out she has a different name, you'd go like, okay, she's all right. She was hiding her name. But the whole time, like Beth said, you're reading it. You're going like, her, her, her name's Bliss. <laughs> like, we, we, we know her name. <laughs> it's so ill-conceived and it's hard to explain. But again, it, it I felt insulted by it again. I know it's a YA book, but it felt so lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've read a lot of YA books. Yeah. And honestly, this this is one of the worst. Well, And there's nothing wrong with Star Wars. Why? I mean, Ahsoka is awesome. Lost Stars is amazing. Yeah. They've shown they can do good YA. I love the I, I love the Padme books. Mm-hmm. Certain authors have shown they can do YA Star Wars. This is not one of them. The subject matter. Twilight's all about vampires trying not to fuck. They could deal drugs in a seconds in a YA book. <laughs> Like they totally can. Especially, like you said, if if we're never gonna see Poe Dameron again ever on screen, then who cares if? Right. Oh no, we've besmirched his name by showing him running spice. The Hunger Games is a story about a government that puts kids in an arena and makes them murder each other. But Poe selling spice would be too much. No, so I don't think it's a YA thing. YA books are dark as fuck. Maze Runner, they're all post-apocalyptic dark stories. So I don't think they do. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you would make the big deal out of them working for these people and never explain what it is or what they do or, or how. Except if I had never read a Star Wars book in my life and I picked this up, I would get to the end of it and I go, okay, what is a spice? It, 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 did I just read Dune? I, I don't that that was exactly my thought. I was like, are, are we supposed to be making Dune in, inferences from this or you can tell me what spice running actually is? You just don't get it, Poe. I think part of the mistake was the decision to make the 
Spice Runners of Kajimi a culture to make them this yeah this almost cult right like like this this idea that they you know oh we have a code and only spice runners are allowed on Kajimi there are that many spice runners that can keep an entire planet going like I thought that was weird where they're like oh no one else can come to Kajimi I'm like they didn't seem to have a problem in Rise of Skywalker getting there like I don't know. I thought it was it, it, it leaned into this idea that the Spice Runners were this great. They were trying to was was he trying to create the new Black Sun? The new Crimson Dawn, you know, a new like criminal organization that will like go into the future of Star Wars or something. Well, then they should have come up with something catchier than the Spice Runners. of Kajimi. Well, but that's from because that's who the other group is in Force Awakens, right? On Han Solo, it's the Guavian Death Squad and the Kajimi guys. No, no, you're Con- right. Conja you're right. Club. It's Conja no, Club. No. You're right. That's Conja Club. We had not heard the word Kajimi until Rise of Skywalker. And again, terrible, terrible name, terrible word. But we had not heard of Kajimi till Rise of Skywalker. So this is all. This is this is all fair game. You know, this was all stuff that that they could have had a lot more fun with. Instead, we got this pretty rote, predictable story with you know no spice and no and he said the characters were okay i guess i don't know they were fine i mean i noticed i made a joke of it but no one has mentioned the lady that was coming after him really like well i don't even remember her name generic new republic security bureau person chick chick with a grudge we've seen this character a lot haven't we between like i it could be new republic or empire but we've seen this like pencil pusher who like gets out into the field and like has an obsession and it just it was so boring. I couldn't even bother to remember her name. Well, And going back again to the New Republic sucks like they have established that the ISB are these terrible people in the Empire. You know, we're not. Oh, we can't have this secretive bureau. Eh, just kidding. We've got a Republic version, too. <laughs> like, yeah. And we're going to let this chick with the biggest chip on her shoulder about Spice Runners just go nuts, you know, for for three quarters of the book. She's allowed to just run free until her bosses finally say, hey, you know what? You might be a little too uh, involved in this uh, Spice Runner thing. You maybe need to dial it back a little bit. They wait until she's already gone too far to even try to dial her back a little bit. And then at that point, she's like, well, fuck it. I'm gone anyway. But again, you're aware of a planet full of drug dealers. Like New Republic, I don't know. You're a little busy right now, but the planet of drug dealers should probably be <laughs> high on the priority list. Like, like it should be the last thing on their mind to group together, to cluster up. Like, uh, could you, like uh, I said, they made them. They made spice running into this guild, basically, like like a, like a secret organization, a fraternity of spice runners. But it's not. It doesn't, the book doesn't give it any weight. It doesn't mean anything. Well, just like the, um, the Twilic who turns on them. I don't even remember that character. Monica. Name, the person who <laughs> I, need, I need to look up her name. It's something weird. <laughs> yeah. The Twilic who was on the crew who ended up getting caught and turning on them. That's supposed to be like some big devastating thing. And I was just like, oh, the Twilight's still alive and uh, she gave up information. Okay. Yeah. Like motherfucker. I, I sat through Yurika Quell. I, I, I know what, I know what's <laughs> going on. We're fine. You, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and that stuff was very predictable and it was. Yeah. Uninteresting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we were supposed to be stunned by this big reveal either. Um, it was really. Cause it took me a minute, a minute to remember who the hell she was in the first place. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Cause they, Oh, oh she's Marinda is her name. Miranda, yeah, okay. Miranda Gang. Yes. Because they kill off, like, they kill off most of the crew, right? Like, halfway through the book. Yeah. Or apparently, you know, supposedly kill them off about halfway through the book. And you're like, I don't, I, didn't, I don't care about this either. <laughs> like, I don't. It, no, when they're fighting the Zabracco, it's just like, I, I have no dog in this race because I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. I just, however, when it gets to that moment, I still think the book boils down to me is that is is that Poe po goes, oh, they're smugglers. That sounds like fun. And gets on the ship and they go, we run spice. And he's like, what? 
And I just, I want to know <laughs> what the author thought Poe thought he was getting into. <laughs> they they could have at least in this book established that he, you know, maybe he was into Zori Bliss for a minute, but he also had a thing for black dudes who used to be stormtroopers. <laughs> Same with a pin up in his bunk. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it just, uh, but 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 they just dropped the like. I we wanted this book. We wanted the story. We wanted to hear about it. Um, I didn't want this, but book. but they didn't care enough to really give us something interesting. Like you know, it, we're always going to compare it to this, but like Lucino can tell you could tell Lucino put his heart and his life and his soul into writing Darth Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Right. He he wanted to make the definitive history of the last 30 years of the Star Wars galaxy. Like that is someone who had a passion for that project, who took it seriously. This feels like, oh, yeah, well, let's just, you know, put out a book about Poe. Yeah, it feels like a leftover from a checklist that Disney had yeah. about things we're going to follow up on. Well, it feels like one of the books, too, that would have been in the before the, you know, on the road to or before the awakening and things like that. But it's coming out much later. So that made me actually more excited because the books that come out after the movies are have more freedom. Than the ones that come out while the movies are still coming out, you know, but this so this book had a lot of freedom to tell us a cool story. And instead, it just tells us a story we've seen before. Just much stupider. I mean, the word I really come out of this book, it's just it's just stupid (laughs) and unnecessary. And and I don't I don't I don't know. Uh, I feel like this is the first real flop from Disney. Yeah, I mean, there's a few I still haven't read. It's hard to call it that because it's a YA book. And so they're kind of on a different level. But again, you say we've read several YA books on this show and enjoyed them. You know, as long as they're. Well done, but the, the, you're, this is not a. And again, who? When did this book come out? Like a month ago, maybe. Yeah. When did they? Who decided this was a good time to drop a Poe Dameron book in the first place? Like the kids are going to be grabbing it off the shelf. <laughs> like uh, I don't. It, it, you're right, Ryan. It feels like a cast off. Like something that slipped through the cracks that was supposed to come out earlier or something, you know, or or, or they just pushed it because of COVID. I, I don't know what happened, but it 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 slipped through the cracks and it is a very unsatisfying uh, Star Wars experience that I really wanted to enjoy. And I know you guys didn't like it, but I wanted it to be like Most Wanted, where I enjoyed Most Wanted because I just got to know these characters more. And I got to know the world that they lived in more so that when we get to the events in Solo, I just have a little more perspective on the world in which these characters live. This does none of that. I'm I'm not saying that a guy who writes comics can't successfully write a novel, but this does not bode well for guys who write comics trying to write novels. Uh, he's written other things. I think he's written television. I think he's written other books. It's just, yeah. you know, I mean, it, for him, it's work for hire job, and I think that's how he treated it. And his comics are deep. Like his Archie, he did a lot of the Archie meets, you know, Yeah, he's like the vice president. He's like the vice president of Archie Comics. Yeah, his Archie stuff is good. I I just don't feel like he, as an author, was super invested in Star Wars. Which will be an interesting comparison when Light of the Jedi comes out, because that's also written by a comic writer. But it's somebody that has... Oh, but it's written by Charles Sewell, who definitely has experience in Star Wars. Right. And is definitely interested in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean... Soul was like one of the ringmasters and coming up with the whole thing in the first place. Right. right. So, you know, I think High Republic partially we're going to see some works of I hate to say works of passion because they're still just licensed, you know, books. But you're going to see people that care about what they're writing about. And this book didn't feel like it cared to give me anything new or anything interesting. Um, instead, it decided, yeah, let's just make Zori Bliss's name <laughs> a, a reveal. Like, I think it even ends a fucking chapter. Yeah, it does. It's like, that's, that's, that's my mom. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all, yeah, all right. Figure that out already. Thanks, though. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, uh, it just, it doesn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, hopefully what we're going to read next week is better. Ryan, what are we going to read next week? 
<laughs> so going from authors that may or may not care about their writing to an author that definitely cares about what he's writing about, we're going to look at the first book in the new Ascendancy Thrawn trilogy, Chaos Rising by Zahn. Get ready for all sorts of fun names and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're taking that book. I'm so glad you're in charge because I will not be. I, I can't I've, wait to hear you pronounce all. Those yeah, we'll names. be using core names for the entire <laughs> length of the episode. We will not go through the many apostrophes. Yeah, I just started reading it, but I'm already like, oh boy! All right, that's you know, the, the, this is the this is the first uh, paper or I guess hardback Star Wars novel I've read in quite a while because I did want to get the the first edition with the blue pages. Yeah. Um, and it looks really sweet, but the uh, it, it, I haven't like I said, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's better than what we read this week. Oh, it is. Okay. I've already read it once. I'm reading it again before we record the next one. Yeah. So I can discuss that. So, All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And thank you, Chad, for walking us through the shit show that that you picked out. So you have no one to blame but yourself. I, I take full responsibility. And we will talk to you all about a much better book very soon. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.